take my camera with me wherever I go, trying to find my soulmate. I know there's got to be somebody out there somewhere. Isn't that just so bitchin'? What's your name? I have to rot my life away in a nine-to-five hellhole to support your lazy, juvenile, delinquent... Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! I'm not brown cow. Cowboy. Oh, my God. Let the love juice begin. Sometimes I feel so old-fashioned. There's got to be somebody out there somewhere who can hold me in their arms and tell me everything's going to be okay. Fine Line Features presents the new movie from Greg Araki, director of The Living End and The Doom Generation. LA is like nowhere. Everybody who lives here is lost. Do you know what today is? It's Armageddon Day. The day the world's supposed to end. Life is so complicated. James Duvall, Christina Applegate, Nathan Bexton, Rachel True, Jason Simmons, Kathleen Robertson, Jeremy Jordan, Heather Graham, Tracy Lords, and John Ritter. It's been a gnarly day. Nowhere. But does that make you feel so much better? What a- Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. Ah. It wasn't really intended that we were going to do two Gregor Rocky movies in a row, but no, we somehow ended up here, and I we love did. it. Well, I mean... Oh, and first episode in the new place. Yes. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yes, Seth from Jerk of All Trades. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Thank show. you for having me. So we just did Doom Generation with Rudy last week, and we watched Nowhere, written and directed by Greg Araki, released yes. May 9th, 1997. I'm assuming opened at the Sunset Five. And yes. also, did you know, opened the same day as The Fifth Element. Oh, I found really? that out today. Yeah. All right. Same All day right. as The Fifth Element, Cute. May 9th, 1997. So, wow. one hell of a summer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seth, welcome to the show. Yeah, Thank welcome. you for having me. And you you came up in the conversation last week with Rudy of... Our guest Rudy Blue. Our guest Rudy Blue, where I think you just came up. And I think that he recommended, like, you should get Seth on the show. <laughs> well, thanks, Rudy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think anybody who knows me knows I'm an insanely huge Greg Araki fan. Nice. I think uh, you're... Uh, Rose McGowan tattoo might have come into the conversation. That would be it. I do have a Doom Generation <laughs> tattoo on my body. Love it. Love it. Uh, we usually start off uh, the episodes talking about how we were kind of introduced to the movie in question. So um, when did you first see Nowhere? Uh, I can very, very specifically remember. First time I saw it was it was a little bit after it had been mm. out. Probably... 2005 or 6, maybe? Mm-hmm. So it was a little late to the game on this one, but uh, I remember I was working at a body piercing shop when I was 19 or 20, and yeah. like one of my best gal pals, uh, who was a few years older than me, 
would constantly talk about this movie and quote it, and okay. I had no idea what she was talking about half the time. <laughs> um, and this is like when I feel like VHSs were kind of out and DVDs were like yeah. at the height of their popularity. Yeah. And so as we and you, movies weren't even on YouTube at this point. No, so no. like as we know, this movie was extremely rare for yeah. a while there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I talked about that on our episode last week of I was always familiar with this movie when I was in high school, but I could just never get a hold of it. And I did not watch this movie until I started seeing Pete. Yeah. And we rented it at Videotech in their Gregor Rocky section, and they just had the lone VHS copy of it. Because yeah. Videotech will, if it's available on VHS and not DVD, the VHS will be there for, for particular titles. Yeah. When maybe like 2008, I actually lived above a video store in Philadelphia. Nice. Um, and I'd say 80% of the store was still VHS tapes. <laughs> and it was, it was weird because my rent at the time was the most expensive I had ever paid. So most of my time was spent just renting movies and sure. sitting in my apartment all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I will never forget when they went out of business um, right before I moved out, um, they were just selling everything. Oh, wow. And it was like five VHS tapes for, you know, a dollar or <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And there was a copy of oh, Nowhere. Man. And that's how I had my yeah. first and only copy okay. of it on VHS. All right. We got our copy a few years ago off eBay. Bought it on eBay. I just yeah, bought it. I've, mm-hmm. I've talked about it on this show. I've, I just gave my old copy away, just put it in a box and was like, I'm moving. I've got to purge. And yeah, that, that and my purchased VHS of Nowhere and my taped off of Cinemax copy of Doom Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's probably, you know, in, the, some, in a landfill somewhere. But um, did you, uh, were you familiar at all with Gregor Rocky? Had you seen Doom Generation yet? Did you see this one first? I actually, I'd seen Doom. I, it's weird because I can't remember the first time I saw Doom Generation. Yeah. And I want to say that I did see that, you know, maybe when I was in high school. Yeah. I was a total little goth kid <laughs> in high school. And so I, at some point, had gotten my hands on the Doom Generation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nowhere, never made it to me until I was, yeah. you know, late teens. Okay. Okay. And your life was forever changed. It was. <laughs> Much like you, uh, you know, years later, that would be sitting in my mom's basement. Yeah. And I would go home and be like, all right, I got a VCR again. Let me grab all my old VHSs. Yeah. And yeah. lo and behold, it was no longer there. She <sighs> just threw it in the trash, I think. Damn it. I, I threw a big hissy fit over yeah. that Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, somebody online, um, we had talked about uh, Greg Araki movies being hard to find. Uh, one of our... It was either on Instagram or something. Somebody posted a link to Nowhere being on Blu-ray, but yeah. upon further, closer inspection, it's it a, was Region 2. It's a Region 2 yeah. UK transfer. Yeah. It looks like a really nice addition, though. Yeah, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it's got to be the soundtrack keeping this out of our grubby hands. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, just the uh, licensing rights. Maybe like 2017. I was back home in Philly visiting, and I went to okay. one of my favorite record stores. I always stop in, and out of fucking nowhere, hey, <laughs> <laughs> there was a vinyl copy of the soundtrack oh, just sitting wow. in the store. Oh wow, oh, the shit. vinyl. Okay, but I believe it was like a European release. So sure, like the cover. Like if you just looked at it, you wouldn't think this is nowhere at all. But yeah, it was the legit pressing yeah. of it. Oh wow. So that's one of my yeah. 
prize possession. That's oh, super that's cool. Um, I bought this soundtrack from Amoeba yeah, for it. like two ninety nine, <laughs> and it's in my car, and I listen to it all the time on yeah. CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you just get in my car and just turn like turn on my CD thing, chances just, are it's going to be the nowhere soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Luckily enough, there actually are. I mean, I'm, they're not legit, but there are DVD copies of it out there right, now. Yeah, I eventually yeah. got Bootlegs. my hands on one, but yeah, I remember when it was just Region 2. And yeah. Th- there is kind of a crappy transfer on YouTube, so it is there. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a little yes, yes, like yes, yes, yes. squished aspect ratio is kind of janky, but you know, if you, if you really need to watch it and you don't have a, v- a VCR, or as, as I'm hearing a lot lately, people are referring to them as VHS players. Oh, my God. It drives like, me nuts. It's a VCR. <laughs> Did I just do that five seconds think, ago? I don't think so. No, no, no. I think it's a VCR. <laughs> um, so I, shows our age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, um, like I said, and like I mentioned last week, uh, stumbled upon Doom Generation on Skinamax late, late at night. Mm-hmm. And had a VCR in my room, and so I was able to record it upon its next viewing. So I kind of probably sat in front of the guide as it scrolled upwards, like, for hours on end till I could see, like, oh, it's going to be on again. That or else we did have a subscription to the actual TV guide because we were that kind of a family. <laughs> it, uh, it came I think in- that TV guide's rating for the Doom Generation would probably be... Two or lower stars. You know what, though? <laughs> I think they had some gays working there writing the de- descriptions oh, really? of some of the episodes. Because sometimes you'd read, like, what's coming on tonight, and you're like, what? Who wrote this? It was kind of kind of sassy every now and then. But I um, figured out when I was going to play next, recorded it off the television, was just fascinated by these kids, you know, Rose McGowan and James Duvall and, you know, Jonathan Sheck as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, James Duvall, like... I mean, yeah, <laughs> what a babe! Oh my little, goodness, little baby Keanu with yeah. that with that voice. Mm. And um, so then I'm not really sh- I'm not really remembering how I even knew about Nowhere. We didn't see it in the theater, that's for sure. But we got our hands on it. I th- most likely bought it at Tower Records. Forced my friends to watch it, and the ones that got it, got it, and the ones that didn't, didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we kind of became obsessed with it, you know, just being like L.A. kids. We were just like, thought we were just the coolest shit on earth because we were like, this is our, this is our city. Like, is if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't even know it's L.A. because it's that thing that he does where he does not show you anything yeah. to, to to tell you that it's here. At least in this movie, you see, you hear more references yeah. of Los Angeles. Yeah. More uh, so than Doom Generation. Yeah. And then, like, the one big thing is the, the Rosalind Hotel downtown. Where... I have a story about those. Oh, you are. <laughs> um, this is the movie that made me want to move to LA. Yeah. Like, this is quintessential reason yeah. of, I was like, I, I want to be a Greg Araki character in Los <laughs> Angeles. And I'm from the East Coast originally yeah. and moved to California and lived in San Francisco. And I was like, no, this is the city I should be in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of the age of these characters. It was 97. And I was like... Just out of high school. Fresh in community college. And I, so I just felt like Dark's taking like, what did she say? Like eight units. <laughs> That's two classes. She's like, oh, you're going to bomb the, the whole eight units you're taking this semester. And it's like, all right, Dark. And I do like that it's set with uh, 
actors in their early 20s. I mean, these actors are probably in their late 20s. They're, they're varying they're, in they're age. They're varying in age, yeah. but I like that they don't try to pass them off as high school age. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yep. true. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, the, the VHS box has the, uh, the quote on it. I know. <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210 on acid. On acid, yeah. Also advertised as clueless with nipple rings. Oh, man. I mean, guess what, I mean, also, I mean, when you break down this cast, Kathleen Robinson would Ugh. have been on 90210 at the time. At the time. Yeah. So that's very cool yes. and subversive. Did Denise Richards do Melrose Place? Denise Richards did Melrose Place, yep. Good old Lucifer. Oh. I love that character. Yeah. She's yeah. amazing. Um, I think in the IMDb trivia, the 90210 on acid quote is attributed to Greg Araki. Oh, I yeah. don't know if that's true. Do, you, do we think that's true? Um, maybe yeah wait is the clueless thing on the box the or? clueless thing i don't know it might be it might be on the back it but... might have been on one of the posters oh sure 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 you know what we were mentioned what we were talking about last night um of the few and far between actual visual references to la we were like well i guess clueless kind of ruined having circus liquor in your movie for like a few years because wouldn't it have kind of been a good location for this absolutely right i feel like the big sign would have been like see it's funny because for this movie as a kid clueless is what i thought la was (laughs) and then i saw this movie and i was like oh this is what i want it to be and this is why i would love to move there yeah yeah circus liquor being one of my favorite places to (laughs) randomly hang out sometimes you know there's uh when we were looking at new apartments we, I was just like, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we'd live near Circus Litter? <laughs> well, you're right down the street from the Bullet. You could go which to the is Bullet. A fun yep. bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did a whole photo shoot on the roof of my car in a G-string outside of Circus Liquor a few months ago, dressed up as a clown. Oh, I love it. Um, but we can get into that oh, another yeah, time. Yeah. What is the what is the bar? Cobra. Club Cobra. Have you Club ever, Cobra. Have you ever been to right Club Cobra? Door. No, but I've heard yeah, about it. Pete, it is. Pete took me into Club Cobra once, and I felt very, very white. I felt very white in Club <laughs> Cobra. I was like, "Girl, I, this is." It's also a bathhouse. No, that's around behind, the other corner. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Cobra is to the right. The bathhouse is to the left. I haven't experienced a lot of the nightlife <laughs> in North Hollywood, but I mean, that's real. That's about it. <laughs> we we just talked about all of it. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the local landmarks are few and far between, like we said. But then sometimes they'll do something where the coffee shop that they go to, that's just painted all black on the inside. Yes. I don't know if it's a coffee shop, restaurant, whatever it is. There's shots of them walking out, and it's just like a burnt out shell of a building. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this is where just this <laughs> desolate Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But um, I mean, one of the first things that we obviously notice in this movie. When the credits start rolling, is this fucking cast? Oh my! Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that when you look at this cast of this movie, it's just—I mean, I think if you were a young working actor in Los Angeles, you probably came around the casting office for Greg Araki at some point, just yeah. because there's so many people in this movie. I mean, Rachel True, Kathleen Robinson, Jordan Ladd, um, Christina yeah. Applegate, Guillermo Diaz, Jeremy Jordan, Debbie Mazar, Ryan Philippi, Heather Graham. 
Scott Kahn. Like, the list goes on and on. And Mrs. Garrett. And Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> Did you say Mina Suvari already? Mina Suvari, yeah. yeah. When yeah. she was, like... So tiny. They're, I guess, supposed to be the high school kids yeah. in the movie, but yeah. she looks be... like she's 11. They're yeah, supposed to be children. Child. It's one of her yeah. first roles, I think. And what, is American Pie two years later? Is it 99? 99. Yeah. American yeah. Pie and American Beauty, both 99. And she really grew up in those oh, two years, yeah, you can yeah, tell. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she was, she was that age. She was probably 17 in well, this movie. Well, and I think... Nowhere first came on my radar was when I was just reading of profiles of young actors, and I always noticed Nowhere was coming up. When For I would just read people. stuff on Ryan Phillippe, right. Nina Savari, Christina Applegate, like Nowhere was always in their filmography description. Yeah. Yeah, and also Nathan Bexton. Yes. I remembered him from Go, <laughs> yes, and yes, thinking yes. he was so Beautiful. fucking cute. <laughs> and yes. did you grow up on the In Crowd? The in crowd. I just showed Pete a like the trailer for the in crowd. Oh, I, I need to track down like a long time. <laughs> I feel like the wild. in crowd was also one of those staples of like late night cable. That movie doesn't yeah. exist anymore. So okay, so go, what year is Go? Go is ninety nine. Ninety nine. That's another favorite of mine. That's okay. Nathan Bexton, whatever happened to you? Come what back. A, yeah, I did, was. Yeah. I did a Google search to see if I could find anything current on him sure current photo because he's around your age yeah so it's like he's not ancient like it's not like he yeah i mean he's still around he's from canada just not really acting just not really acting too much well Mm -hmm. i mean some of the actors in this in this movie you look on their imdb and they look amazing Rachel True being somebody who has not aged a day. Yeah. Nope. In true 25 true years. Yeah, that is actual, actual witchcraft. Um, and then some of the others, like Jeremy Jordan, look a little different. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. We all age differently. Um, that was something that in Doom Generation really caught my eye right off the bat. And it was his use of these actors that we know from other things and then throwing them in there, yeah, you know? And so in doom generation, having, you know, Amanda Burst from a married with children, you know, and, um, Margaret Cho and, you know, uh, Peter Brady and all and all of that stuff and then this movie it's like Eve turned up a notch with like all the parents brought being... back Chris uh, Christopher Knight and Eve Plum mm-hmm. right Charlotte Ray I mean at a time where Charlotte Ray was probably not working a lot yeah yeah I mean she has one very brief scene and mm-hmm. only says like does she even say it? she just says death or something and then takes a takes a bite oh, of chicken bite yeah <laughs> on Venice <laughs> yeah on Venice. Um, so yeah, just something about the the way he uses that kind of casting of like the throwback celebrities, but then also really subversive shit where he would get people like that you kind of knew already. So like Stacy Keenan from uh, Step by Step and uh, Two Dads, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then you know <laughs> she's she's uh, with Devin Odessa from My So Called Life, and these are two actresses that have played very kind of like you know. They played versions TGIF of these characters, roles. yeah. <laughs> I told her not to stop doing crystals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that shit is not going to fly on TGIF nope. with Suzanne Summers. And I know? would imagine like... <laughs> that for them as young people, that it was fun to kind of step out of that box. Yeah. And yeah. not be so precious for a change. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's the that was something I loved, is like these super, super innocent... It's like seeing mm-hmm. Bob Saget say the F yeah. word, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. God, I remember like Beverly D'Angelo. The only thing I knew her from was National Lampoon's mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Vegas Vacation. Oh no, she's in all of them. She's in all of them. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. the original mom. Yeah, she's um, 
yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even with the even with the green mask. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, I love that she fully has like a green like this mask on her face, but a red lip. Yep. She still has her lipstick Smoking on. That yeah. Smoking that cigarette. Smoking that cigarette. Yeah. Dark, are you in there flogging a the puppy again? Let me in. I got to wash this crap off my face. Mom, can you wait just a sec, please? Honey, I have to rot my life away in a nine-to-five hellhole to support your lazy, juvenile, delinquent ass. Remember? Sweetheart. Chipmunk. My little ray of sunshine. Open up this mother hubbin door. No! Jesus, can you hold on? Cripes, this is Soggy's an armpit in here. How long have you been in that shower abusing yourself? You pump your handle too much, young man. It's going to wither up and fall off. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! You know, when this movie came out and it was, uh, what did we say, 97? 97, 97. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, my really tight group of friends that I have, like, secretly come out to just to my group of friends. They're all straight, guys and girls. Um, and I've kind of, like, living my truth. But, you know, we're 20, 19, 20. So we don't really have a lot to do with ourselves. <laughs> so we're not really going out drinking yet, all that stuff. But we're still kind of having some fun. But I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to live my truth. We're going to community college. I'm going to, like talk about boys and all that stuff. And I find this movie and I show them this movie. Um, to me, this movie was like the gayest thing in the world. Like, I'm just like, you guys, you want to watch this super queer faggoty movie? Watching it now, it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of queer elements to it, but I mean, Dark really is in love with, uh, with, with Mel, with Rachel True. He is Mm -hmm. like super in love with her. But, uh, you know, at the end, it's like, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of, uh, naked james duvall everywhere mm-hmm. so like me showing this movie to like my best guy friends i'm like jerking off in the shower are you guys cool with mm-hmm. this thinking you know and it turned out that they were you know the ones that were cool with it and and know what's up were like this movie's fucking amazing and they really kind of took it and ran with it but it was one of those things that like in 97 you know there wasn't a lot of movies like this and it was so it was very refreshing but not in a like heart stopper on netflix kind of a way and a like <laughs> there are other disgusting dirty idiots out there like me and my dumb friends <laughs> oh hi here i am yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah who who know this and get this and understand it and i was just like oh thank god but um yeah there is a lot of James Duvall ass in this movie. Mm-hmm. And in the last one, too. We were like... I mean, yeah. you see his we balls. Clutching in, our right? pearls. Like you see his balls yeah. in, the, in the Doom generation. Yeah, but this movie starts off on him in that that shower... That cavernous shower. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so funny that they're like, you know what we're going to do? Just a giant soundstage with a little teeny shower. <laughs> yeah, and... James Duvall as dark in this movie. I mean, his delivery is kind of kooky, right? Like, it's funny. Because there's lines that he says in the trailer where he's just like, life is so hard. And you're just like, oh, my God. He's so emo. <laughs> yeah. He's so emo. He's so very, I don't know. It's kind of like this, like, valley speak kind of a thing. And it's just a, it's just a funny, cute. And we described him like a puppy in, like, the last movie, you know. Yeah. Just following, following mm-hmm. Amy around. And in this movie, he's kind of 
similar vein, you know, kind of following Mel around. And, you know, she's Mel is trying to kind of explore this open relationship situation, and he's just not ready for it. Queen yeah. of polyamory. And- yeah. Also, like, kind of a, a new and refreshing kind of a, topic. a thing where that wasn't really portrayed a lot in yeah. popular media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, a, you know, quote-unquote straight couple. I mean, she's clearly she's clearly very open with her I mean, with she, her gets with the, she gets with the Brewer twins at yeah. the party. The fucking Brewer twins. I had to do a deep dive <laughs> on the Brewer twins to refresh my memory of those two. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I've always wanted to, but I don't think I have gone. They down sell that. insurance now in Orange County. Oh, surprise, get the surprise! Hell right they do. Out of yeah, town. I went to their now, website. Are there like nudes of them though? I mean, do I'm they sure do, like erotic I mean, I photography. I mean, be. they were they were like legit models. Yeah, they were like real. So models, I mean, I'm sure they were I'm like sure the Nicholas Shea <laughs> from Backstreet Boys, like epitome of that '90s that, surfer boy look. That, but like, but it's also a little like Bella Me Too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man their outfits too i'm like what are they wearing well that's oh god see <laughs> the product i mean we all know the production design yes, the costumes the, co- the hair oh and makeup god. like yeah it, it this movie is uh, i work in costuming yeah. and this is another example of like something that really inspired yeah. me to want to get into this um oddly enough I did a screening, I think, for the 20th anniversary of the Doom Generation Mm -hmm. in San Francisco Mm -hmm. with a friend of mine. We used to have a film series. And after the film, I met a guy named Jason Rail, who is actually the original hair and makeup uh, designer for most of Greg's early films. And he would then become a lovely friend of mine. Um, When I used to do drag in San Francisco, he did a few wigs for me. And I got Mm -hmm. to sit down in his home and flip through all the continuity uh, Polaroids from these films. I think I've seen the one of Rose... Yes, that, that 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 circulates online. He has a mm-hmm. whole Instagram account for oh, all wow. of these photos, oh, that's um, cool. and you know, I think for years he's been trying to work on a bigger project okay. with it. Um, I'll have to send in his stuff to you guys because yeah. it's so much fun to look at all the behind the scenes oh, totally. polar, uh, polarized. But yeah. to have him in my hands was like. I mean, still, like, I was, I don't know, like, 30 at this point, yeah. and it was blowing my mind to have yeah. this opportunity and to get to know this person, and it's always fun. I try to pick his brains, and he's like, I don't know. We were all high <laughs> and drunk, and God knows where we were in Sun Valley. Oh, God, yeah. The, the areas of the valley. Yeah, yeah. I've asked him about a lot That's of the locations. Right. He's like, I don't know. It was some, like, vacant building <laughs> out in, in the valley. Just, yeah. <laughs> that we dressed up like a bar, oh, you know? I love that. You know, we were talking a lot in, in Doom Generation about the different hotel rooms all had a certain vibe. Oh. And there's the black and white checkerboard. Yes. And there's the red one and all of that. And in this movie, it's all of their bedrooms. Yes. You know, all their bedrooms yep. have these very specific looks. And there's the iconic shot of Rachel True on the phone and her overalls with the dots. And, like, even the phone has the dot on it, you know, to match... Eggs, but bedroom is all paper flowers, right? Eggs, yes. bedroom with the paper flowers in the window, and then she's got her dress with the little like Ugh. they look like gum wrappers or something yes. that make up the flowers on her dress. Spent years trying to figure out what it was. What it is? Yeah, yeah. and these shitty VHS copies are not helping. <laughs> I um, this past Halloween actually, I was at a Halloween party at a bar, and I see this girl walk in with these twister overalls on and I go up to her and I was like, 
are you supposed to be Rachel True? She's like, oh my God, I didn't think anybody would get my costume. Um, and oddly enough, I had thrown, my friend and I in our early 20s did a Nowhere versus Clueless party at a leather uh, bar. Oh my God. And of course, I had to remake them. So like I had made the Twister overalls and we put a big Twister board Love up it. on the wall and nobody Love knew it. what the hell I was yeah, yeah, up yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the things that they do visually in these movies, like Dark's bedroom has this big huge window mm-hmm. that people come in and out of i mean aside from the fact that there's a gigantic mural of his face with the right. gun to his head yes, yes. <laughs> in his in his bedroom but out the window it's like clearly this is inside of a set in a soundstage and it's just like crazy lighting that they do to kind of indicate it's nighttime it's you know dusk or whatever and you know when um Mel comes in, there's like this orange, and it's very artistic. It's not meant to look real at all. And it's just these crazy, I mean, in a, and in these environments and these sets and the costumes where everything is just like so elevated. It's, you just watch these movies and you're like, okay, this is a Gregor Rocky movie from the 90s. And they're, they're just so like, beautiful yeah it's like well, who thinks of all this crazy shit? bart's bedroom played by jeremy jordan there's like there's like yeah. song lyrics song on the lyrics. wall mm-hmm. yeah um that i looked up i think it's like Babyland or something that um that's on there but i mean jeremy jordan is cute enough in never been kissed Mm-hmm. He's like crazy looking in this movie. I kind of am all about this like bleached out. I mean, he's, skinny, whenever like, I bleach out my hair, I think hair... I think this is probably on like my Pinterest board. <laughs> when, but like, like the his look eyes that I want to so go go for. His yep. face is so pink and the hair is so white, and we're just like, oh my god, this character. I mean, he's like all drugged out and like creepy, but I don't and know. he has a relationship with Cowboy, right? The character yeah, of Cowboy, Guillermo, Guillermo Diaz, Guillermo Diaz. We yep. love, mm-hmm. yeah. And this was. This is after Party Girl. This is after yes. Party so Girl. So interesting. Yes. He yeah. looks like a child in he this looks, movie. Yeah, he looks super young in this I movie. I mean, obviously he's grown up a lot, but I will yeah. always... This is like one of my favorite roles of his. Yeah. Because him with that green hair. It was so cute. Like, totally the kind of boy that I would be going for at that time. And he's in like... He's in like this... I mean, we're, I'm assuming it's a punk band. Oh, yeah. Jane Mansfield's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Sandy Duncan's eye, like the other. Oh my god! So he's in Jane Mansfield's head with his boyfriend. He like dresses like so cool. He's got fag written on the back of his hand. I don't know if it's Sharpie or supposed to be a tattoo or whatever. And again, me, twenty, freshly, you know, out to just my core group of friends. I'm like, that is like, that's somebody that I would. I don't know if I could ever be that. You know, Mm -hmm. just like. That's so just like out there and putting yourself and especially in the nineties, I was just like, this is amazing. This character, what in the hell, you know, and knowing him from party girl and thinking he was so great in that. And then seeing him in this. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if he actually was gay? <laughs> Lo and behold. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. So that turned out great. But I love that, you know? And I think one of the wonderful things about a character like this that like myself can very much identify with is like, you know, in movies and film, you see like punk kids and yeah. stuff like that, and you expect them to be super straight, aggressive, yeah. you know, types of people. And much like myself, it's like you know, you show this very soft side of a queer, yeah. you know, 
punk goth you know alternative type of person and yeah. as you brought up bellamy like <laughs> this is the height of like xy magazine yeah. where all you were seeing was bleach blonde spiky i mean those yeah. were like surfer skater boys but mm-hmm. i don't know this it was very eye-opening to me as like a queerdo yeah. you know child yeah yeah totally that's yeah that's exactly what this movie and what doom generation did it was mm-hmm. just like okay all right, there's hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't all have to be one one type of way. Um, so, yeah, this is the sixth overall movie from Greg Araki in the third entry in his Teenage Apocalypse movie. I have not seen Totally Fucked Up. <gasps> I need to, though. <laughs> you know, I personally would say it's third on – it's at the bottom of the yeah. three for me personally. Yeah. Isn't um, it considerably, like, heavier? Yes. Yeah. and But, you know, I think of it in, like – it's a very much more artsy film and um yeah it like deals a lot with the aids epidemic which a lot of his earlier films did um it's definitely something you need to see at some point and there's many things from it that i like to quote on a regular basis but (laughs) not as much as nowhere or the doom generation i think one of my biggest takeaways when i was watching it the first time totally fucked up is like they're like talking about like hot guys or whatever, and somebody says Kevin Costner, and I'm just like, oh god, <laughs> he's so old. As an alternative <laughs> queer person, I love to send gifts to friends of I can't remember the character's name, but the guy's like, I hate gay things. <laughs> Liza Minnelli, ugh, Barbara Streisand, couldn't give a shit. Judy Garland, who's she? Um, and again, like with being in an alternative kid, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, it's cool to see, you know, homosexuals who are into Nine Inch Nails and ministry yeah. and things like this. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, do, have we talked a little bit about the soundtrack yet? Speaking of like this kind of music. Yeah, let's that was, get into That it. was one of our things in Doom Generation. We were like, we talked about it with, with Rudy. We were like, this movie just begins with like fire and Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, okay. I think I can like this. But yeah, this soundtrack is a little bit... Here, um, let me bring it up. It's less like industrial kind this of... Is, this is my generation. type of music. Like, <laughs> this is kind it's of more my... more like dream, dream pop. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is, my, this is yeah. my genre. Yeah, yeah. This is like my driving around LA music. Which in 97, that was like where I feel like the really cool... like That's where we were kind of going and like British pop and all that with Suede. You Chemical know. Brothers. I think that they're English too. This was my introduction yeah. to Cocktoo Twins, I think, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And kind of more recently, I think that it's become kind of like the cool thing to put them in oh, like yeah. TV. I think that like what was like the Ryan Murphy um Halston. Yeah. They yeah, were in a big yeah, scene yeah. at the end of Halston. Yeah. Yep. So they've kind of infiltrated a little more of like mainstream culture now. Yeah. Before yeah. Kate Bush was on TikTok. I yeah. mean <laughs> I mean good for her. She yeah. Deserves yeah, it. yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> We can listen to Running the Elast- Hill all day. The, uh, the Elastica song is really good. <sighs> oh, that's um, right. Lush, I Have the Moon, really beautiful song. And, uh, of course, uh, Suede, Trash, yeah. also a banger. Mm-hmm. Didn't Rudy just say he went to, like, a Lush, like, reunion or something? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't even know that happened. That. <laughs> I didn't even know that happened. But, yeah, this soundtrack, crazy. Um, <clears throat> we... <laughs> 
We were kind of mentioning when we were watching the movie last night, it's like all these kids, we're assuming they all go to like the same community college. Clearly, these kids are not going to like UCLA. Right. This is probably like the Northridge Community (laughs) College. They're going to like Glendale CC or something, (laughs) you know. But I just love that everywhere they go, they all run into each other. They just all still know each other. Right. Just, Just like something like the actual 90210. That's that's a little bit where I'm like, okay, these kids are still like, oh, hey, so-and-so, where's, you know... Well, it's like every scene is basically, I feel like, two to three characters' storylines yeah. going back and forth, back yeah. and forth. It's and very then... Robert Altman-esque. Yes. Ooh. When you kind of revisit this movie, I wonder right. if, like, Greg had that in mind of kind of doing this, like, m- like multiple storylines and conversations that you're following and you're connecting. Okay. And they all end up on. at this one big yep. party yes. at the end. Yeah. Juji Fruits party, man. Juji Fruits what party. What a party. That looked like that looked like a lot of fun. I mean, aside from the murder, but <laughs> mm-hmm. never looked at tomatoes, Campbell's <laughs> oh, soup no. the same way. <laughs> so, all right. We we brought this up in Doom I mean, we keep going back to Doom Generation, but you know, and you mentioned Showgirls earlier. This movie has some dark scenes in it. It yeah. does. Yeah. Doom Generation has a crazy dark ending. This has some dark stuff right in the middle. I do have to say that I just often remember, uh, you know, the character of Egg. We'll talk about everybody's names, too. We haven't even gotten to that yet. <laughs> oh, I, I had to write them all down. <laughs> but, I could do you know, uh, there's a character that there's a there's a sexual assault in the middle of this movie, and I remember you know just being like, man, it's a heavy scene. I hate that scene. I don't like watch just like much like Showgirls. I usually just stop it right when they get to the party where where Caesar sings, you know. But because you know, it's heavy, it's hard to watch. I do have to say, watching it last night while still heavy and intense, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. Yeah, Showgirls, I, I mean, it, Showgirls. no sexual assault yeah. <laughs> uh, scene in a film no. is easy yes. or comparable to one another, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely different than Showgirls. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always have to say, like, I'm a bit desensitized to things like this due to, yeah. you know, life and personal yeah, experiences. True. But I learned, like, years ago to give certain friends, or to give friends a trigger warning. Yeah. Because I remember being so excited to show this movie to people. Sure. And then certain yeah. friends being like, why'd you do that to me? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was really hard to watch. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. Not everybody yeah. <laughs> can handle things as, as, as dead in the side as I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, I mean, the whole thing, too, is that it's, you know, it's this mysterious television actor that they see that they mention Baywatch. Yeah, and I think this actor and was, he was actually on Baywatch. Awesome. So that's, yeah, yeah, I didn't watch Baywatch growing up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's actually was he on, on Baywatch. Was he on actually Baywatch or one of the spinoffs? No, he was on re- he was, regular okay. old Baywatch. J- his name is Jason Simmons. He's Australian. And Jason has two A's. Yeah. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Jason. Jason. I watched a lot of television uh, when I was a teenager. And um, I didn't watch Baywatch, but it was one of those things that uh, here in Southern California, it was... Uh, Baywatch was run in syndication. And um, so was Star Trek The Next Generation. And so here they were on the same channel. And so I would often see coming up on Baywatch when I would watch Star sure. Trek or Space Nine or whatever. Um, so I was familiar with Jason Simmons. You'd probably get the tail end of the episode of Star yes. Trek was on after. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, so there's this thing where these characters are in this this restaurant coffee shop situation. They see him, whatever. And, yeah, there's... Uh, 
there's the the sexual assault scene. Like I said, I when I watched it again last night, I was like, okay, it was bad. It wasn't as traumatizing as it was, you know, in my brain. Um, and then I feel like everything in these movies is a little bit more like the violence is always more stylized than anything. Yeah. Like even the aftermath of the violence is like, you know, and the egg character is like, she's pretty, she's pretty tore up. Yeah. She's like running through the streets and everything and makes her way home. And I think that's more maybe what stayed with me is her reaction to everything. Cause it's, it's rough. What ultimately happens to this character, you know, after, after it, when she gets home and all that, that's what I feel like I reacted to more. Um, and I think my, some of my friends who watched it and were, and were like, what is this movie? <laughs> I think was more so the last scene, I think kind of threw people more than anything. Sure. But that's like another way that he kind of brings all the characters together because much like Egg, you've yeah. got Bart, yeah. uh, uh, Guillermo's boyfriend mm-hmm. who's on heroin, um, and his whole situation, and then the ending as well. They're just all these, I mean, how much are, are we, spoiler alert? I mean, spoiler alert for this 25-year-old movie. <laughs> they all die. They all die. Um, in different, very uh, intense ways. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. They're very, very, very stylized. I mean, one of my favorite things was in a much later Gregoraki movie, Kaboom, which mm-hmm. literally ends with a shot of the Earth from space exploding. That's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's literally Earth just exploding in the middle of space. So it's like that. I think that kind of happens at the end of all of this. Well, and movie. also just sort of that overall theme of. Um, are we alone out and, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of like aliens. We we get like the reptile, the br- creature like following characters around. The reptile recurring character of his in several projects. Yeah, including now Apocalypse, now, which I yeah. watched three episodes of yesterday. We did, oh, okay. We watched, we we only watched like three. We episodes didn't finish. Of it. We didn't finish yeah, it. We didn't finish it. Which I feel like we will. We'll yeah, get we will to it. That's cute. I wasn't the biggest fan of Kaboom yeah. when it came out, honestly, and. I think it's just because I was expecting everything to be like the yeah. 90s films and yeah, I was sure. so excited to see something new. And then, I don't know, almost a decade later when Now Apocalypse, Apocalypse came out, mm-hmm. it's actually very similar to Kaboom. Yeah. But I think seeing a television series done by him and all these characters being brought back from other films, yeah. including the reptile from nowhere. <laughs> well, James, you've, yeah, I mean, just all the actors too. Um, mm-hmm. It's it was I just had a really fun time with yeah. it. But. Okay. Well we'll get around to finishing it. Yeah. 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 Um and uh then the other like crazy violent scene in the movie, like we said, with the tomato soup. <laughs> Elvis is oh. an insane character in this movie. I would have to say he's the sexiest character <laughs> in the whole film though. That shot of him on the bike. Oh my <laughs> god. That's what made me gay. Yeah. I mean, you know, and there's things too, like watching it in movies and he's just like, all right, tie me up. And then she like, you know, binds his hands and then he's like, spank me harder. harder. And it's played for a joke and it's played for like being funny and all that. But it's like, yeah, all right. He's just like getting off on like getting spanked. That's not that outrageous. You know, yeah. it's like people are into that. And it's like dumb little, uh, um, Alyssa, who's played by Jordan Ladd. Jordan Ladd. Who's supposed to be in Doom Generation. Uh, she would have been very, very right. young yeah. if they got her for Doom Generation. She was supposed to play Amy, right? She was, yeah. 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 Ducky? Ducky. Ducky. No. Uh, Ducky, is Ducky is Scott Con's brother. brother. Yeah. Scott Con 
Yeah, that one. <laughs> Scott thinks Scott Khan is very sexy. Mm, probably is a good, like, five foot <laughs> stocky build. Scott Khan looks to be, I think he's about 5'5". Five, five, yeah. Which is fine. I'm a, we love a short king. I mean, I'm, what am I, 5'7", mm-hmm. maybe, on a good day after yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Lab was Alyssa? She was Alyssa, okay. the twin sister of, of Shad, Ryan, 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 Ryan Philippe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who that, I think that might have been the first thing that I oh, had yeah. seen in 97. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, um, the other one. Heather Graham? No, no. Uh, the, the, the Ryan Philippe's big movie, I can't Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions is 99. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, and him with Heather Graham. Heather Graham was one of the ones that we feel like her and Rachel True were the ones that were probably closer to their 30s. Oh, this would have been the same year as um, I Know What You no. Did Last Summer. Uh, so, there you Ryan go. had a big there 97. Yeah, I was like, something yep. else. Very yeah, large knew, and important. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Heather Graham at the time, probably considerably older than Ryan. And it's just like when you think about Heather Graham's career, I mean, she was close to getting one of the Heathers. Right. Yeah, in and, 89. And 88. And then, 88, yeah. I mean, like, Drugstore Cowboy came yeah. out in, like, 89, which is yeah. wild yeah. to think of Drugstore Cowboy as a movie from the 80s because you definitely don't think of that as a, as a product of the 80s just because yeah. you get the whole Gus Van Sant element behind it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, yeah, she'd been, she'd been on the radar for a while, and... Um, yeah, there's just so many people in this movie. I always forget Debbie so Mazars in this movie. Debbie Mazar, Those yeah. two characters. Chris uh, and Cozy. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Debbie uh, is front and center of our of our like VHS copy. And oh, yeah. She I think right on the trailer. On there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, it's so hard to pick favorite characters <laughs> in this movie because there's 108 of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I love, I mean, the whole dominatrix thing going on and this very yeah. dark underside of like... Bart's uh, drug addiction. Yes. Addiction. Secret kink world. Mm-hmm. And maybe the secret is that he wants to be with women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they pull his nipple rings out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that on well, <laughs> that almost makes me cringe more than yeah, some of the violence Seriously, it's crazy. Um, okay. So some of their names, like we said, Lucifer, Dingbat, Egg, <laughs> Cowboy, Handjob. Right. Uh, Cozy <laughs> is Cozy. Debbie Mazur's character. Yeah. Cowboy. Uh, dark. Dark. You know. Um, and Egg kind of does say it to the teen idol, as he's credited. Right. Um, he's like, what's your, what's your name? And she's like, oh, it's Egg. But, well, it's Polly, but all my, my friends, friends just call me my Egg. My friends call me Egg. So it's like I'm assuming it's just this thing with this group of kids that they all just call each other these just like a fun, names. stupid nickname. You don't think yeah, that Ryan Phillippe's real name is Shad? His name could be Shad. Shad is a real name. And her name, and she's just Alyssa. So those are probably their names. And Mel is just Mel. She's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, their parents were the Bradys? No, I'm getting my Bart's, parent- par- Bart's parents are the Bradys. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the Swedish, the Swedish Brady. <laughs> the eating jello just watching tv <laughs> yeah yeah i love that they're watching tv and then like in the background there's like a car crash like sound effect and she just laughs <laughs> she laughs like points at the screen i'm like oh my god this is wild. do you think that these two like um reminisced about making nowhere when they were doing like the the very brady run- renovation the very brady <laughs> renovation show on hgtv i like to think so <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're right, though, Scott. I'm looking at this VHS, and it is – it's Chris Cozy and Bart. Yep. 
one of them and Bart. Cozy. They're all over the post. Yeah. I mean, we had to get kids to rent this movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They're, just like, they're like the sexiest Pulling one. the trailer was interesting of just how they decided to sell the movie. Oh, yeah. That trailer was mm-hmm. so wild. It kind of didn't really fit like the tone. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I get it. It's just like you have to have – you have to grab young people's attention in the 90s. And this yeah. was at a time where marketing movies probably couldn't be all that sophisticated. It's like now you could sell this movie with like a proper trailer. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes – But that trailer we listened to Back in the day, like, you kind of had to do a bait and switch thing. Yeah. Like this with is just about like a wild yeah. teen comedy. And it is. <laughs> I think the trailer is great, but maybe it's because I've seen this movie hundreds sure. of times that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all in there. <laughs> it. like, yeah. Basically, just gave the whole film away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, it's a cast of thousands. Everybody's great. It's hard to pick our favorite characters, but I do think you're going to say what I think you're going to say. <laughs> I think that the three Val girls. That would be it. <laughs> my favorite scene of the movie. I always think of the scene whenever I'm walking around Hollywood Boulevard and I pass when we pass this mural. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, it's, it's off I, of yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know what street? What side street? It's off it is, Hollywood. Yeah, so right off Hollywood, right off the strip. Oh my God! Judy Foot's party tonight, and I have no clue who to go with. What about Jason? I'm going with Jason. Well, then I'll go with Tomas. I thought you were going with Tomas. Tomas has a dinky weenie. You did Tomas? Ew, I'm sure. Gross. I thought Jason was doing Tomas. Jason's doing that Valley Sleffle Eileen Schwartz comp. Untrue. Says who? Eileen. And you believe her? Hello. She lives in Whittier. If Jason did Eileen, then he must have done Richard. Who's Richard? Eileen's other skunk. And she's totally into these kinko three-ways. Eileen is a whore. Is Richard the surfer with the hair lip that drives the black Jetta? No, he's got a Lexus. I thought he hung himself. Yeah, well, he's like totally gorgeous. Plus, he's got a Lexus. Is he gay? Is it Jason? Richard? Tomas. Well, what do you think, Tangleberry? I swear, Trudy. What's Hand. left after they get like incinerated? Retainer. Three retainers. Retainers. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Do favorite you, <laughs> part of the whole damn movie. Do you also often think about this scene when we drive to my parents' house because they live in, in Whittier? Whittier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the same friend who introduced me to this movie that I was talking about right in the beginning, yeah. her and her best gay best friend used to consistently just say to each other, "Hello, she lives in <laughs> Whittier," and. Being from Philly, I didn't even know yeah. what Whittier was yeah. or meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I People moved in here. Los Angeles probably don't even know where Whittier yeah. is. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's the 562. <laughs> one of my most prized possessions is actually an original print of the continuity photo from this scene Ooh, I have hung up in my apartment of I the three that. of them. I love that. I will also have to show you guys when we're done filming yeah. or recording <laughs> this, that I did a screening of nowhere in 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would always do these little drag pre-shows before the films. Um, and I insisted on having two other people do the Valley Girl <laughs> scene with me. So we started the show off with the three of us sitting at a bus stop. Uh, had somebody dress up as an alien. We had a huge fogger that went off at the end oh, of us lip syncing the scene together. <laughs> Ugh, so Did you good. disappear? Was it? <laughs> we all just pretended to be dead, I think. Uh, we were okay. like, well, we're not musicians. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Pull out some crazy. I think Tracy Lord's uh, line delivery is really She's funny. so yeah. mm-hmm. good. I mean, she's so funny in Crybaby. 
Yeah. Like, I love her in Crybaby. Like, she looks beautiful. Like, she's just, like, playing that character, killing it. It's like, she should have more of an acting or a comedic actress-like career, but she's so funny. Tracy's part of my, like, core group of iconic blondes from the 90s. Yes. You know, it's like her, Anna Nicole Smith, Angeline, (laughs) Christina Applegate, but... And Christina Applegate's yeah, also in this yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Christina Applegate in this movie, like, I feel like Married with Children might even have still been on in 97. Yeah, because I think that's when or she was, cut her hair short yeah. and dyed it brown. Or it was just finishing up. Yeah. yeah. And we had just, for 11 years, been watching her with iconic Kelly Bundy, like... The biggest hot bimbo. Uh, and then she gets turned into the girl with braces. Yeah, and, and she plays that character so well. Like, yes. oh, I'm gonna go get a beer. Oh, grab me one too. Just grab as many as you can carry. <laughs> the freaking bartender. <laughs> and she's just got that, like, jaw-locked, like, underbite yes, with the, the underbite. braces <laughs> and the, like, spitting while she talks. Yeah, yeah. Um, another small little nerdy fact about this movie is that there's two different references to bikini kill in this oh yeah one of which being they're listening to hull when they're driving in the car and there's a big bikini kill sticker on the front window Mm -hmm. but also that shirt that christina applegate wears it's got like two cats on it and one's like hissing in the other one's face is like something that kathleen hannah used to wear a lot when she would perform back in the day all right this is how nerdy, <laughs> small, minute <laughs> details that one, I get though. into. Because that shirt's like, it's so like in your face when she wears yes. it. Like, look at that. Look at those kittens. But yeah, Kathleen had a shirt. We've also that, got three crazy cat people talking yeah. about a movie here. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, Christina Applegate's character, Dingbat. Dingbat. Uh, love it. That The scene where they binge on that piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like... Oh man! Feels like kind of a <laughs> a movie joke that you could probably only do in ninety seven. You could yep. never. <laughs> and then you know, Alyssa just says something kind of similar to what's going on in Jim Generation, where she's like, "I'm just going to do a bunch of speed, speed later, not eat for like three days." <laughs> like, oh my god! I promised my mom I wouldn't for a week. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing too. Like, promise my mom I wouldn't for a week. Like, okay. Like negotiating with your mom about like your eating disorder. It's like, oh my god. One of my all time favorite albums is by the Luna Chicks, which is Binge and Purge. So yeah. <laughs> eating disorders are something that apparently were more lightly joked yeah. about in the nineties. Yeah, um, but it's like that's the thing. Like we were saying, you know, today, like you, these jokes that couldn't get put in or situations that couldn't get put in, and now when we show this movie to people, having to like. Give like warning. trigger warnings yeah. at the beginning and stuff like that. It's like it was the nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Was it more innocent of a time? Less it's like have we become more puritanical as it as the years go on? It's so crazy how sometimes we just have to like slap warnings on everything and can we can we just watch this crazy movie about alien abductions and <laughs> I feel like at a time before the internet was really accessible, you know, like we sought these things out very specifically, you know, like if you had seen the living end or totally fucked up or the doom generation, you knew what was coming probably or what to expect of Greg Araki's movies. Yeah. It's like walking into smiley face and being confused because (laughs) it wasn't anything like all the others. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, the new Cronenberg just, 
debuted at Cannes and all of the walkouts. And Christian Stewart was pretty much like, it's a David Cronenberg movie. You know what? You knew what you're getting into. <laughs> did you guys see it? Yes, I did he see saw it. it. I saw I it last week. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Love yeah. it. I didn't love it as well, but I haven't seen a lot of the older David Cronenberg movies, yeah. though. So. I mean, again, it's this whole, like, how people's careers and work change over mm. and progress over the years. We'll watch Scanners later on. So that's oh, probably, yeah. that's, that's yeah, that's, Cronenberg. Right? Yeah, that's Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know the guy's head exploding. That's the whole. That's, <laughs> that's from Scanners. The most iconic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a shotgun full of like meat or something. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Do you think that they gave Nathan Bexton contacts? Yes, had to. They. I mean, I can't tell which is the fake one though, or mm-hmm. they, maybe they're both different colors. Like yeah, that I mean, blue yeah. is really blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have blue eyes, yeah. but like. Yeah, it's that green and that blue. They're so intense. Yeah. I feel like this is the character that I want to see the most of. I'm kind of curious <laughs> if they shot stuff with this character and didn't end up using it. That kind of tied a little more into the alien abduction at yeah. the end. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oddly enough, I was going to say, I recently went searching for the whale mural when he's standing oh, at the bus stop right. and says, God yeah. help me. And that's in Venice. Okay. Um, but my friend and I, or two friends and I, we actually went and had like a mini nowhere location day cool. um, where we went to a few. And that was one of them. And that was really exciting to see. Okay. Which, yeah. which locations did you go to? We did that and we went to the hotel that you were talking about earlier. Oh, the Rosalind. The Rosalind. Yeah. Um, which. Which, it was just a really lucky day for us, I guess, because we walked up and I was like, oh, this is a full on, like, you know, very heavily secured building. Yeah. And we turned around the corner and somebody just happened to be walking out of a side door of the building. So we just kind of very quickly ran in, (laughs) went straight to the elevator, went to the top floor. And we see stairs up to the uh, stairs that went up to the roof, and the door that had an alarm was just creaked open a little oh bit. Oh my god! So we all went up there. Where and took, where's it's the downtown? It's downtown. downtown? downtown? It's okay. the million dollar hotel. It's got the big heart shaped neon sign. Uh, okay. Yeah. What else right. has it been used in? Uh, well, they took the sign down and and put it on a different location for the U two Streets Have No Name video uh, in like the early eighties. Okay. Um. There's a movie called A Million Dollar Hotel with like Mila Jovovich or something. And uh Mad I think Max, it's I think um, it's set there. Thomas Hardy? No. No. Uh well, at any rate. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm not sure what else it's been in, but it's, it's an old classic. Now it's kind Mel of Gibson. Oh, Mel Gibson. Okay. Yeah. Now it's kind of like uh not quite a flop house, but I think it's like a low income one. Yeah, I was like, Oh, this might be like an SRO situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. We it's, lucked out, we went up there. And within, like, four minutes, a security guard came oh, up. Oh, okay. It was very nice, though. We were like, please, you don't... Or, we're you know lost. <laughs> Every time I do these location things, I probably shouldn't say this out loud. <laughs> um, oh, we we'll just pretend that we're location scouting. And we sure. were like, oh, we're working on a documentary about yeah. a film that was shot here in the 90s. Yeah. Ooh, that's do you mind if cover. we just yeah. take a couple photos real <laughs> quick? And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to hurry up. Like, you, you can't yeah. be up here. And we were like, of course. We understand. And then you start posing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you take the photo for us? I had a, I had a fucking tripod with me. 
Um, oh my god! I think I always thought that that and the roof scene from the craft were the same, but that's an Echo Park. Echo yep. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bowling. Yeah, he, I think always <laughs> mentions it when we're driving. Aww. Not always, <laughs> but a lot. Um, did you? Did anybody get to do Bart's pose hanging off the side of? The- <laughs> no, I was too chicken shit to get up there. I mean, there. yeah, I would be. Well, it's funny because everybody, the friends I were with, were walking around, and I get. I'm not scared of heights, heights, but if there's no railing, yeah, sure, it's just like 20 stories. Yeah, it's no, high. it's high. It's up. not like a five story building. It's yeah, like no, it, was, it had been raining the whole day, and when oh. we went to the mural, it stopped for a bit. Oh, wow! And we took all these photos. It started raining again, and then when we got to the hotel, it stopped again. Oh wow! We got a, it was okay. A perfect little location. Is day. the whale mural kind of like by the? Like the boardwalk or um, Venice, or it's getting closer to that. I honestly don't even. I remember yeah. just being kind of out of it that day. Sure, just finding the address, going, yeah, yeah taking yeah. the photos. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like kind of an alley. It's a like. very small little street. Yeah, like okay. it, the movie makes it look so really much wide. bigger than it yeah, is. Yeah. It's when you were in that of... neighborhood, did you go to the Nightmare on Elm Street? Allie? <laughs> you know, that, oh, that alley is, is, like, house. is right yeah. off of Abikini. I was yeah. going to say, I was like, that's not where the it's house like, is. It's yeah. like 10 steps yeah. from like Abikini. Tina's house, not mm-hmm. uh, not Nancy's house listeners. <laughs> not then yet, but I will put that on my list. Yeah. It looks exactly the same. Style. I haven't gone there. Scott's gone to that mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, we love doing all that shit. Yeah, like locations <laughs> are half of... That's all I did during the pandemic because yeah. I moved here January 2020. Oh, wow. And Wow. <laughs> then everything happened. Oh, so, yeah, my like one of my like three friends of my pod, we would just go and find locations from all our favorite films. And, yeah. you know, it's funny to look at the progression of like, oh, we don't have masks on on these photos because yeah. <laughs> these were like a year into it. But the yeah. first ones, you know, you step foot out of your own door. Yeah. Um, but Greg and Rocky ones are actually kind of hard to... Even though they're all shot in L.A., they're yeah. just kind of hard to find. Because I think they did a lot of, like, guerrilla filming of just yeah. Yeah. turning it's random like spaces they could get into locations. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they're just... They're shot in this way that just disguises kind of everything mm-hmm. around it, too. So it's just difficult to be like, well, this is here. The We were... Th- Noting the shot where Egg and uh, Jason Simmons are walking. Is that the Hollywood Reservoir? Yes, that's it is the what, Hollywood okay. Reservoir. So that's yeah. like a very frequent place that I go hiking. And every time I walk by, I'm like, that's definitely what this is. But I can't it's, tell if it's well, on the bridge. I, I don't think, think it's because well, it's so narrow. I almost think that they could... they. Hop the fence and like there's another somewhere inside where you can't go as the public. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe even at the time in '97 or '96, like you could have gone in those areas. Yeah, when Mm -hmm. you do the half of the walk that's just the paved, Mm -hmm. um, on that side of it, I know that like there's like a little thinner bridge thing going on. Okay, it almost looks like it's only for employees to access or something like that. Because yeah, they're walking on a bridge and, and Scott's like, it's a reservoir. I'm like, but that reservoir, that bridge is like two lanes, like mm-hmm. wide. Yeah, like you can drive a car down it. That what they're walking on is like they barely fit the two of them side by side. So, yeah, yeah but yeah, it's probably somewhere somewhere else in there. But that was one of the ones that was like, okay, we know where that is. Um, the <laughs> I don't know why the Atari gang keeps popping in my head. <laughs> Thanks for the bitch and ride, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Turn it up, bitch. That's when the Manson scene is on yeah those two are those three are just so wild but that's i don't know that's something like it just feels like uh something out of a gregor rocky movie just like these crazy kooky people the the 
the the big buff drag queens. Yep, I love the, the big buff drag queens. <laughs> yep. How are they credited in the in the scary drag queens? I think they're credited as scary yeah. drag queens. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny seeing drag in movies in like a pre drag race. Yes context because now it's such a thing where it's like you know it's drag race has become its own like i don't know way of looking at drag queens Absolutely. and then seeing it before that it's just see like, something a little more raw yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's yeah. amazing how this movie especially he could create these super memorable iconic characters that were literally on screen for all of 30 yeah. seconds mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally um yeah, the Atari game. You'll never forget them. <laughs> Wearing like, all silver and just like foul mouth. <laughs> What's their deal? They're just like hanging out in like quiet streets waiting to just like carjack somebody with a shotgun. <laughs> also, I don't know the actor's name. Um, Mel's little brother. Oh, sure. Zero. Zero, right. Yeah. Um he looks like he's twelve. He could not drive looks a car. So yeah. <laughs> young, and I'm like, he's driving this car weird. Also, just peeing openly next to your sister. Oh yeah, that, I'm like, that all right, all right, kid. A weird. <laughs> Wait for her to leave the bathroom when they pull up next to um, Chad and Lilith in the car. Yeah, occupied, like, occupied. <laughs> I was gonna bring it up earlier. Another like. One of my favorite quotes from this movie is dogs eating people are, is cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Your blood is cool. <laughs> uh, those two. Yeah. Their whole thing is that they're just like, they just can't get enough of like fucking each other. And I can always never not think like, <laughs> wouldn't you get a really gnarly yeast infection from putting Valentine's Day chocolates in your snatch? <laughs> <laughs> And then his face is just covered covered in chocolate afterwards. Let's all die. Let's all die. Oh, man. Just driving off of like Mulholland, just like getting a blowjob. Mm -hmm. I love it. What a way to go. I want to die. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, those two characters are crazy. And then that's another one where um, Alyssa finally meets up with Shad at right. the party and then they just start fucking next Again, to brother other. and sister, yeah. like... <laughs> just being inappropriate. <laughs> but I mean, if you're gonna just fuck your girlfriend in public at a party, might as well be doing it next to your sister. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I mean, like, again, seen this movie thousands of times, but yeah. that scene where he screams, let's all die, and like hits the gas... In your head, like, they just drove off a cliff. Yeah. And then I just realized, no, they He's, make it to the party. They make it to the party. Yeah. <laughs> they make it to the party. <laughs> yeah. Gigi Fruit's fucking party. So, the Gigi Fruit is played by the guy from Butthole Surfers. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Gibby. What's his name? His name's Gibby uh, something. I'll find it. I always forget his name. I would imagine this Gibby party Hans. is also in Sun Valley. Like somewhere out there, like the party from Clueless. <laughs> Again, like thinking mm-hmm. the valley was a whole nother yeah, miles and miles and miles away. It's just over the hill. <laughs> but who wants to go out there anyway? We were we did look at a couple of of well, we actually didn't go out there, but there were a couple of places in North Hollywood that we we're potentially going to. I feel up like to. North Hollywood is the furthest that I will go into the valley, yeah. and then yeah. Maybe Studio City. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like the whole time in my head, I was like, I don't want to live in the valley. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, past guests that, that, that live in the valley. Uh, we found our place in East Hollywood. <laughs> our own little ghetto here. But um, yeah, everything kind of comes to like, everything comes to this crazy head at this party. Um, 
I kind of it's I mean it's wild, but you just kind of it's it's for the purposes of the movie that Egg and Ducky's father has the number to the party. First of all, <laughs> that he calls. I thought that it was Ducky's cell phone. No, it's like the house phone. It's the house phone. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because because Juji Fruit gives him the phone. He's oh, like, it's right. your old man. It's your dad. Yeah, and he's like, okay, well, that's weird. And he, like takes the call, and then. I guess he's so distraught that his sister killed herself that he Jumps tries in. to drown himself in the pool. Mm-hmm. Is that what happens? Good old dingbat comes <laughs> to the rescue. <laughs> oh, dingbat! Eating, eating that. She's a eating corn a dog. Hot dog. <laughs> yeah, she's eating a corn dog. <laughs> like, wow, Gigi Fruit's party got corn dogs. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can get frozen corn dogs. <laughs> Yeah, she just she has this kind of crush on on Ducky. They, she goes in for a kiss at one point and like chips his tooth. I think she uh, cuts his lip with her braces. <laughs> yeah, at the kick the can game. Oh yeah, where they all they all take ecstasy and play kick the can. The fun thing about the party is like. You know, any party scene in a film, you've got to hire lots of extras yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And as somebody who does wardrobe, like extras and background talent yeah. are always, you know, it can be a little bit of a challenge. But yeah. you look around that party and every single person <laughs> is like done up to the nines. Yeah. yeah. Like, to fit into this universe. Such cool goth yeah. raver latex. Yeah fashion yeah and the fashion like we said is so crazy like not crazy but i mean it's just so like out of the box and Mm -hmm. not something that you're used to and like a teen or like a you know it's stylized just enough yeah yeah surf and ski when they come in they're wearing these weird like like shoulder like gauntlet it's like an epaulette harness (laughs) white leather yeah and like hot pants, like yeah. super short shorts, mm-hmm. and yeah. like no shirt, you know, situation, and like, and and uh, the girls, whatever, like what they're wearing, like kind of like Amy Blues, like clear it's, raincoat situation. It looks like a shower curtain, and then those little. I mean, I used to steal them from my mom and play with them as a kid. <laughs> they were. Those like T-shirt clips oh, in yes. the eighties where oh, you sure. would cut the circles with the yeah, little thing with, that you would used to like uh crop up your t-shirt yeah. and they were just glued all over and then <laughs> it just said what and ever yeah and they had kind of like mm-hmm. kind of like big like bouffant hair like ponytail yeah and i knew her because you know i'm a kid of the late 80s mm-hmm. um i only knew her from uh step by step yeah so yeah, the yeah. first time i saw it i was like dana dana yeah <laughs> again exactly. like yeah. kind of the reversal like she was a character that was the bookworm mm-hmm. nerdy and here she is in like Clear shower curtain talking yeah. about crystal meth. About crystal <laughs> I told her, and not. she's with the girl from my so-called life. Right? Yeah, sure. And that girl on my so-called life, she was Angela's friend who kind of developed more than Angela had, and had like a busty, like right. voluptuous body, mm-hmm. but was still a little bit more of kind of like a square. Yeah, and so that was Angela's old friend. Yeah, and so and Angela was trying to be a little bit more like alternative and cool, and Sharon was a little bit more like square, kind of wore like Holly Hobby like floral print dresses and stuff with her like huge boobs. But that was the other thing that she was more of like a goody two shoes character, and then to see those two playing, you know, in a cameo, walked past the cameo. How did um, AJ 
not end up in this movie. Rayanne is not Rayanne. in this movie. Rayanne is not in this movie. I literally was like, Ray, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Yeah. <laughs> Rayanne Graff should be in this. Yeah, Ricky should be in there in there somewhere at this party. AJ Lang. AJ Langer. Langer. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? There's a bunch of extras in this at, at this party. Yeah. Look around. <laughs> Maybe they're back there. But yeah, the party's wild. Uh, Elvis, after like boning Alyssa in front of the whole world, just like it's literal roid rage. Yeah, yeah becomes yeah. unhinged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Handjob, this guy who's like the drug dealer throughout this movie. I always thought he was really hot. He is. Too. He yeah. is. Handjob. Is Another super person hot. with green. Wait, you know. Sorry, I said that Guillermo Diaz had green hair in this movie. He did not. He had black hair. He, yeah, he's Handjob has the green cut. hair. Yeah, Handjob has the green hair. The green haircut. And yeah, uh, Guillermo has Cowboy has the little Caesar. Yes. And yeah, and but yeah, Handjob the drug dealer is super hot. Right, because he's like shirtless the whole time, and he's like kind of ripped. He's like good looking. I remember um, feeling so uncomfortable. He's like literally needle and arm dipping out. Yeah, and I was like, but he's so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And he's the one that's like got you know got Bart hooked, you know, on whatever. And so he's like bad news. So I don't know. Maybe his viewers were supposed to be like, he's got it coming. <laughs> Somehow, you know, what? he also <laughs> walks up to a girl and asks if he can jizz in her jizz face. Her face. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets punched in the face. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. you know, he wasn't the best person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is, that scene though, is, it's wild. And oh, yeah. I think, again, it's it's stylized because it is a tomato soup can. So is it like, yeah. is it the tomato soup that's flying everywhere? Is it blood? Yeah, yeah. So. And it's almost comical of how he's bashed. Because it's like, this is all off camera. Yeah. That you can't see camera. it. Yeah. Like, it's almost comical yeah. of like... Him Dark, with his can. Yeah. And Dark's ready to go home. Dark's ready to leave the party. He's like walking out the door and this happens in front of him and he like jumps on Elvis. Because like he's just, it. I mean, it's uh, Mel and the and the two twins. Well, Mel is ready to go fuck the Brewer twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love too when we see that Lucifer is not having this either. Yes. Because the whole time Lucifer is like, she's very antagonistic. Yeah, very antagonistic towards Dark. You know, the like little nicknames they have for each other. Very like Amy Blue kind of dialogue. Um, but yeah, when she finally does see the twins there, she, surf and ski, she's just like, fuck. And she goes up to them and like, you know, we don't hear what they're saying. But like, mm-hmm. we see her like throw their drinks and like all this stuff. But they don't even care. Someone asks to fart in her... F- Wait. It's, uh, there's a scene where somebody says something about farting somebody in someone's face. Yeah, somebody and says there's that. something about jizzing in somebody's... I think Handjob says jizz in your hair or jizz in mm-hmm. your... He definitely says jizz. And then somebody says... I think they do tell Lucifer to fart on her. She somehow. punches somebody. Yeah. <laughs> It's, this is literally like the last four minutes of the movie. I know, and I, know I know. For some reason, I'm getting it confused. But. Yeah. But, you know, uh, at this point, like, Montgomery has been... Uh, Montgomery's been, like, MIA. Yeah. He was he was abducted. Mm-hmm. During Kick, Kick the, the Can. can. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, you think of, did you think of something like that? I did. I okay. remember there's, like, a dominatrix Asian girl mm-hmm. that... Somebody asks about the farting, and then she blows smoke in his face, and then the jizz I think is with Kathleen Robert oh, or with, okay. Lucifer, with Lucifer, and then okay. she punches somebody. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, 
Yeah, the the girl that blows the smoke in his face, she's got like she her hair is kind of like blue or green. Or and the person who asks around. about the jizzing in the face with Lucifer has an accent. Okay, the guy jizzing your, your face. face. <laughs> Scottish. That's right, or, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. It's, all, we got fa- it. it's all falling into place got it, now. Got it. <laughs> I like this last moment with Montgomery and Dark oh, in yeah. bed. It's so very sweet. Sweet and yeah. tender. Well, so in the very first scene of the movie, when Dark's like fantasizing in the shower, first it's Mel, then it's like Chris and Cozy, mm-hmm. but then it's... Montgomery's in there too. So yeah. it's like he already knows He's on know, his mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like he's it's not completely out of the blue for this like this last moment with the two of them. So he's kind of like and he makes Mel pull over when he sees Montgomery waiting for the bus, you know. So he's very much like open to this whatever it is even though And he's, he's not like, quite playing it like his character in Doom Generation that's almost kind of like a dummy. Yeah. And isn't right. almost getting like yeah, he the didn't, sexual hints. Yeah, yeah. The Jordan, Jordan, yeah, Jordan didn't really get what was going on in Doom Generation, but I feel like Dark is a little bit more like tuned in to like. There's something about this kid that I that I am attracted to. I mean, that's the awesome thing is like all a lot of the main characters in this film, you know, eventually have some sort of queer storyline to yeah, them. Mm-hmm. You know, questioning their sexuality mm-hmm. or experimenting with different things. Um, I mean. It, I forget which movie. It, it, oh, Splendor is, was the non-gag uh, yeah. Greg Araki film. But, I mean, a lot of his movies were advertised as another gay mm-hmm. Araki film. Yeah. And, I mean, it's awesome that he brought all this to the big screen. At yeah, time. yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about, too, that the Doom Generation starts off saying a heterosexual movie That's what it yeah, is. by Gregor Rocky. Right, right, right. Like, but, um, like condescendingly saying it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one didn't have... This one didn't say either or at the beginning. It was no. just, just just got started. But that's what I was thinking is the heterosexual yeah. film. But I think the other one said like a homosexual movie. I think yeah, um, totally fucked up said like a homosexual movie or something like yeah. that. So, Part of his advertising mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this last scene, I mean, as like young gay kids, this was this was a scene that I was like, oh my god, this is the one that you're really looking forward yeah. to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it's like I know he ge- he gives them the little tidy whities that are just like hanging on his like lamp or whatever. <laughs> After he steps in that disgusting moldy oh, sandwich, yeah. <laughs> yep. but I love that when he finds the moldy sandwich earlier, he doesn't throw it away. No, he just moves it. <laughs> he just moves it and puts it on the floor, much like the opening scene. With the two of them, the sandwich comes back from yeah. the opening to yeah. the end of the film. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, um, but yeah, and that's the other thing too. Like James Duvall or Dark, you know, in this movie, he 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 doesn't have any costume changes. Everybody else changes clothes a oh, yeah. lot, and he's pretty much just wearing like his jeans, wallet, chain, black T-shirt, yeah. the whole time. But like when he changes at the beginning, like he's not wearing an underwear, like there's jeans and like all that, and he's naked in bed. So I'm like, all right, naked James Duval. <laughs> and then he gives he gives Montgomery the tidy whiteies. I'm like, ah, oh, stay naked. Maybe he was though. Yeah, mm-hmm. could have been. Could have been. But yeah, they just have this little, this quiet little moment. Okay, you know, spend the night here, just stay here, mm-hmm. and then boom. sweet gaze into each other's yeah. eyes, <laughs> the comfort of yeah. cuddling with somebody, yeah, and um, and then boom, yeah, cockroach. 
<laughs> Don't forget all the COVID coughing. Uh, uh, <laughs> triggered. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. I always forget that on the soundtrack. It's uh, him yelling, right? That the song, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't end. It's like. It's in, and it's in the movie too, but it's after the credits. It's a, their post pre MCU post credits scene <laughs> of Dark just screaming, covered in blood. Oh, I was like, wait, what happens after the credits? Yeah, it's just dark screaming. And yeah, it, that's edited into the very, very end of trash on the soundtrack. And there's like ten seconds before they play it, so it's like it's just quiet and it's just dark screaming. I always loved the absurdity of like how over exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. his like, <laughs> I mean, he's coughing and very obviously something's not okay. But yeah. he's like, Montgomery, yeah, Montgomery, <laughs> Montgomery. <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, he's just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's like okay, it's a cough. Get him some water, <laughs> and then the cockroach alien just says, "I'm out of here." I'm out of here. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that shit is what. And, and I think too that that was one of the things that some, some people that I remember showing it to, they're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's generally yeah. the response of anybody <laughs> I've shown it to who's never seen it. What? what? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. It's existential. <laughs> it's Kafka-esque. Oh, this makes sense that you love this movie, Seth. This explains your personality pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, kind of that. <laughs> and just probably this movie I could see pissing off a lot of people that there's really no strong plot device or story. You're more just kind of hanging out with these characters in a day. Yeah. That you're just sort of floating around from one friend group to the other. And I think that stuff like that does piss some people off. Yeah. That there's no strong <clears throat> plot of this movie. Okay. The lack of structure will drive some film nerds mm-hmm. up the wall. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did uh, did Roger Ebert uh, review this movie? I don't think he did. <gasps> interesting. Mm-hmm. found an interesting quote from the LA Times uh that they wrote, wrote a, what a risky picture nowhere is. Iraqi plays compassion for his young people against a setup of virtually every teen movie classic you can think of since Rebel Without a Cause, not to mention Melrose Place oh, oh. and Beverly Hills 90210, and even borrows from those beloved monster movies from the 1950s. So uh, so that's where the alien and the yeah. cockroach yeah. Yeah. come in. The LA Times right. got it. Okay. Um, I pulled this because I thought that it was very interesting. The New York Times described Nowhere as California's version of kids. Yeah, I could see that. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, kids yeah. is obviously ba- definitely based more in a real world right. kind of situation. I would but... say kids makes me more uncomfortable, though, too. Yeah, kids is a lot more <laughs> of like... The whole uh, weird Larry Clark dread. Yes. <laughs> Being an East Coast kid, though, who got into a lot of trouble, like, that's... <laughs> I have many, 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 many years said that, like, if I were ever to make a movie, it would be a mix of, like, kids meets nowhere meets mysterious skin. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Another Iraqi film. Yeah. Um, those three films all being, you know, young teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very tried and true to, like, how I grew up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, peek behind the veil. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Mysterious Skin was the first Gregor Rocky movie that I could actually get my hands on. 
and watch because it was like yeah. a mainstream that was a more yeah. independent yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, I think the yeah that may have been actually like the second one or maybe first I had seen. I know I still can't remember first time I saw Doom, but yeah, I remember the first time I saw Mysterious Skin, and it was like two thousand five or six. You don't forget the first time you see that movie. Nope. <laughs> that nope, one nope. sticks with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I like I kind of mentioned that kids has is set in such a real world, a mm-hmm. real New York. And this movie and Doom Generation are definitely set in this kind of like stylized dream like mm-hmm. fantasy land LA. But I mean I think a lot of people kind of think about LA that way. It's true. <laughs> anyway, so yep. maybe it's kind of apropos that if we're gonna set something, you know, out here, then it's gonna be a little bit more stylistic. Um and less like less like real world but i i like that i like that comparison to the, mm-hmm. to the absolutely two. um but yeah i mean we do we do understand for our listeners that this movie is a little bit uh hard to come by but um there is there's that the stream YouTube on stream. youtube i got a stream of doom generation that i had linked on our page for our Doom Generation episode. If you mm-hmm. want it, mm-hmm. drop us know because... drop us a DM because yeah. we have a stream of it. Yesterday, and we'll try to do the same for Nowhere. Yesterday, I was trying to find it and could only find a version that had 12 minutes edited out of it, which we, I realized yeah. was we probably the ending yep. and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. We um, talked about the R-rated version. Yeah, my friend was like, "I don't want to see it if it's not the original way no. it was done." Yeah. Um, but I have a bootleg copy of nowhere Ooh. from on dvd so you can definitely find them on Am- uh, yeah. ebay i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the qual the quality of the one i have is actually pretty good okay. it must have been a vhs to our set of trailers on this fine new line tape <laughs> was a lot of fun to watch yeah what did we get we got boogie nights we got boogie nights <laughs> we got a few big gay movies that i had not seen oh we got uh love valor compassion mm-hmm. that uh jason alexander queer like uh Version of the big chill. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like in a mansion somewhere mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. for the weekend. Um, and then one lesbian. One yeah, one lesbian oh, movie. It was the girl most likely. There's the something. What was it? It has um, one of the teenagers from To Die to For. Die for. In it. I think also, if I remember correctly, All Over Me is another yes. movie. They, that's, that's that it. character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's one. called. Girl kiss or something. <laughs> two girls. Oh, the two girls in adventures of absolutely true adventures of two girls, girls in love. love. I yes, think yes, that's yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, uh, if you if you do some legwork, you can definitely find this. We'll, we can help you out if uh, if need be. But I would say. I mean, YouTube's probably going to be our best bet right now. If you mm-hmm. don't mind a kind of squished aspect ratio. I'll try to find a stream of it, we'll, too. We'll, yeah, we'll find a good stream, and, and we'll get that out there. But, yeah, we definitely, obviously, we recommend watching this movie because it's, I mean, it's everything. It's I mean, fun. it's great. I mean, movies about young people like this don't really exist anymore. No. It's just like no, no one's really <laughs> making movies like this. Yeah. See, so it would also like sort of compare, you know, modern day like characters like this would obviously like Euphoria would be yeah. the closest yeah. thing. Yeah. And I've heard so many people critique Euphoria in the ways of like, this isn't what it's like for kids. And I was like, well, some yeah. of us it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and like, that's probably be. the closest thing you can see to like, you know, those of us who didn't have a, or, you know, had a wildlife a little earlier than yeah. our college years. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, I mean, step back into the 90s with us. Set <laughs> and watch. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. So, Thank your, you. your Instagram account, I had followed your Instagram account. 
it's funny that sometimes when we're out and about at like precinct or I think I saw you at the movies, you have that face and I'm just like, oh, I know him. <laughs> oh, I don't really know him. I just know him from the internet. But it's finally, it's great to finally meet you though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was tons of fun. You always post really fun stuff on your Insta. So give him a follow. Jerk of all trades. Yeah. I mean, my Instagram is primarily film nerd stuff, clowns and cats. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. We love all those things. <laughs> Thanks so, for having me, guys. Yeah, for sure. We definitely would love to have you on again sometime. But until then, it is time to say au revoir. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. I mean, this was not intended to be a Gregor Rocky double feature, but it just kind of worked out like that. Yeah, mini Gregor Rocky Festival. I'm into Festival. it. We've always been meaning to get to his movies on the show, and I'm finally mm-hmm. glad that we made we and, made it happen. Yes, yeah. And we had some great guests. I love that our guests for these two episodes are super into Gregor Rocky movies and just kind of, like I said in this episode, if you get it and you understand it and you like it, then you're fucking cool. Yeah, you can hang out with us. So, but um, it's just about that time in the for episode. Patreon shout outs. Time for Patreon <laughs> shout outs. Uh, we want to b- say a big thank you and hello to our patrons Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Leighton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emily, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you for being. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to check out all of our fun supplemental content, mm-hmm. including watch with us commentary tracks. There are over 20 that you can listen to. You can listen to them just as a bonus episode, or you can sync it up to the movie. We yeah. give you instructions on how to sync up the commentary to the movie. So our sparkling commentary lines up with what you're watching. It's actually really fun when you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it here just for fun every now and then. It's, it's a fun time, and there's over 20 of them. We just did Jurassic Park was the last one in honor of Jurassic World Dominion. It's going to be out by the time released. this episode comes Absolutely. out. And uh, we'll, we do a new one every month, so the list keeps on growing. So head over to Patreon, check out all the supplemental materials, and give us a donation. Every little bit helps, keeps us running, and it keeps us in... Equipment that's not falling apart. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for doing that. We'd also love it if you would subscribe. Yeah. Rate, review. Give us five stars. Mm-hmm. And if you write a review, if you write us kind words, we'll read them on air. Absolutely. If you write a re- bad review, then you're blocked. Um, uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, smash five stars. Mm-hmm. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write that review. Super easy, simple, free. One word counts. Love it. So head over and do that. We'd also love it if you followed us on any of the social media platforms. We're on all of them. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Facebook. And Twitter at MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. You can also follow our personal ones if you are so inclined. I am Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm Oscar Scott on... Or, excuse me. That's that's my old one. I'm... <laughs> I am Scott Youngballer on Instagram, and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. And uh, give uh, give old Seth a follow. He is uh, the jerk of all trades, or at jerk of all trades on uh, Instagram. Seth is a great guy, new friend of ours. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm. This was a lot of fun. 
Um, go watch Gregoraki movies. Be gay and do crime. Thanks, everybody. See you next Bye. week. Bye.